Australia's wool industry is unique in that every three years, wool growers have the democratic right to have their say on how much money they want to invest in research, development and marketing for the wool industry. And for Australian wool growers, this year is the year of Woolpole 2021. You're listening to The Yarn, the number one wool industry podcast. It's Ellie Bigwood here, and it's great to be back on the podcast this week. Later in this episode, we'll hear from a pioneer in constructing sheep handling equipment. But first, Woolpole 2021. Your wool, your business, our industry, and your chance to vote on the next levy rate to fund AWI's programs. Two members of the independent Woolpole panel caught up with us on the yarn at the Dowerin Field Days in WA. Stephen Bolt and Michael Wright talk us through Woolpole. What is it? What is the role of the Woolpole panel? When does voting open? And most importantly, how can you vote? Stephen, could you tell us about Woolpole? Thanks, Ellie, and uh, welcome to all the growers who are out there listening. Um, yeah, look, Woolpole, a uh, really important uh, process for, for wool growers to be involved in. Uh, so every three years we get an opportunity as wool growers, if we paid our $100 levy rate over the previous three seasons, to vote on what, what levy rate we want to pay for the, for the time going forward, for the next three-year wool pole period. Yeah, look, really exciting opportunity for growers to be involved in it. And have a say in how much money they want to invest in R&D. Michael, you've joined the wool pole panel this year. You're a wool grower from Boy Up Brook. Tell us about yourself and why you were motivated to be a part of the wool pole panel this year. Thanks, Ellie. Uh, I'm a passionate sheep producer and I have been since I was the age of 18. And agriculture has been really kind to me. And I've, I was given an opportunity to put uh, my hand forward for this position or role and got selected and it's it's an opportunity for me to grow myself and uh, meet a lot more people uh, and it's a passion that I really love and I want to see growers, all growers, vote and they have this opportunity to have their say on their business and their financial outcome so it's quite an important vote. And Stephen, you've been a passionate wool producer for years as well. Why did you want to be a part of the panel, but also the chair of the Woolpole panel this year? Uh, look, yeah, very fortunate to be uh, nominated to the chair position. Uh, look, I want to share my passion for the, the wool industry to, to make all growers aware of, of the Woolpole um, that is, you know, they're, they're going to be able to vote in. So I want to be able to, you know, share my passion and knowledge and love of the industry um, and, and, you know, get people to, to become involved um, because I think it is really important for the future direction uh, in, in so many facets of our industry, uh, in the wool industry, um, for people to be involved in this vote. Now, I've managed to catch you guys in WA today, but we do have Woolpole panel members from most wool-growing states in Australia. Uh, the Woolpole panel, you're independent of AWI. Um, what is the role of the Woolpole panel? Our role was to get the uh, voter memorandum as good as and easy to read and understand on the, all the facets of wool growing and so that when a grower gets his package, he gets to open it, hopefully, not throw it in the bin, read through it and make a business decision for his business and the future and and bring in too not only himself but his staff or his family and help him make that decision because it's vital uh, that the uh, funding 
continues for R&D and marketing of wool. The voter information mem- memorandum, the voter information kit is full of, you know, that really vital information for growers to make an informed decision about what levy rate they choose for their business and, and the, for the best interests of our industry. So the current wool levy rate is 1.5%. What are the levy rate options for wool growers to consider this wool poll? Uh, so the, there's five levy rate options available for growers. So we have 0, uh, 1%, 1.5%, 2% and 2.5% levy rate options. And any wool grower who's paid over $100 in wool levies over the past three years can vote. Um, Let's talk about the voter information kits. What is it? And it will be distributed to all wool growers, but why should people read it? What's involved? Um, So it'll walk them through the process of the voting at the front, but all the information that they need to make an informed decision is put through that package. And how, and all the finances and everything. So they can look at where their money is being spent and how they're getting a return on the money that they're being asked to levy. So uh, for me, it's a it's critical that they read, or even myself reads that thoroughly to make an informed decision. When does voting open, and when does it close? Uh, look, voting will open on uh, September the 13th, so that'll open for growers. They'll have the opportunity to vote online, through email, through mail and fax. Uh, Voting will close on uh, November the 5th at 5pm Eastern Standard Time. So get your votes in, have your say, read your voter information kits, people. Um, We do have a supplementary question in the wool poll this year. I think it was from a wool poll review that it... Uh, it came up that uh, there should be a supplementary question asked on whether three years was too short and whether maybe they should extend the um, out to five years, so either for helping for better, more uh, even funding over a five-year period or aligning with um, MLA. So there is information in there about that. One other point with the uh, supplementary question is that Woolpole is a cost to AWI, so whether they take it out to five years, that's up to the producers to vote on. And finally, and talking on a more personal level, um, Stephen, why will you be voting in this year's wool poll? Oh, look, for me as a passionate wool grower, um, you know, for the success of my business, for improved profitability of my business, uh, I'll be voting because my levy rate or the levy rate that's chosen by all growers, um, that'll, that'll go forward for investment in R&D, um, so improving you know, things like brand awareness overseas, um, for on-farm R&D, you know, so just improving the profitability of, of all growers' businesses uh, throughout Australia. So it's, it is really important for us. And how about you, Michael? What are your motivations for voting in Woolpole 2021? Stephen's covered off the the bulk of it and the fact that the matter is I'll be voting because I can see the future in wool and R&D needs to continue to improve and we need we need someone to market our uh, very unbelievable natural product out there in the world so yes I'll be voting and uh, hopefully um, continuing to grow wool. So remember these dates 13th of September is when it opens you can do it online through the mail um, 
email and also fax closing on the 5th of November. Get your votes in, people. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us on The Yarn today. Yeah, thanks very much, Ellie. Cheers, Ellie. Stock work and safety for both people and sheep. There are a lot of sheep handlers out there these days, and one of the builders of such equipment for many years has been Bill Byrne of Peak Hill Industries. Marius Cumming caught up with Bill earlier this year at the Campbelltown show in Tasmania to talk all things sheep handling equipment and how the technology plays an important role for the next generation working with livestock. Bill Byrne there of Peak Hill Industries. So just to reiterate some key points on Woolpole. Standing here with Bill Byrne, who is a legend of on-farm innovation and sheep handling. I could feel him bristling when I say that, but Bill, you've been around a very long time. You've made a very big difference to the sheep industry and welcome to the yarn. Thank you very much, Morris. Amazing that you've come all the way from Peak Hill and uh, I meet you in Campbelltown. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, how long have you been making sheep handling equipment? Oh, slightly over 30 years, I think now, yes. And, yeah, you would have seen some amazing changes in that time. Yeah, well, back in the early days, it was pretty hard to convince people that they needed our equipment. But we, but uh, as time's gone on, it's become easier. People are uh, accepting uh, using mechanical means of ha- handling sheep. And, uh, yeah, it's been a very interesting ride, really. And sheep, of course, are getting bigger. They're getting harder to handle in many ways. Um, just in the last few years, we've seen an explosion of uh, whether it be Clipex or ProWay or what have you. Um, but the Peak Hill continues. Has it changed much your design in recent times? Well, our design principles have basically remained the same all the way through. But we've just improved our engineering and, uh, and the productivity of the machines, uh, made them a bit easier to operate, built them so that they'll handle the bigger sheep and uh, just make them uh, more efficient for the, uh, for the user. Now, you've had the sheep handler uh, for a while, but we're here also looking at your ram shearing machine, for want of a better term. Tell us a bit about that. Well, the ram shearing machine, as, as, as you call it, we've been working on it for probably 20, year, 20 years, and during that time we did do some work with AWI, with, and, and they did help develop some, some of the machine, and uh, we've, we've moved on from those days as well and improved it uh, to, the, to the extent where... It handles rams in, in a really safe way without, without sedation. And um, some of our customers are you know, uh, uh, um, delivering amazing tallies uh, with, with the rams and, and, and uh, yeah, without any injury or, or, or dramas, really. Yes, it's become a very significant issue now, um, shearing rams. Also, the sort of the conveyor aspect of the RAM machine. Tell us a bit about that. Well, the conveyor part of it is, is a new innovation. Like that's we've developed that in the last 12, 12 months, and uh, that, that actually assists with the rotation of the sheep, and, and also acts as a, as, as a table to retain the fleece on, on the machine when the sheep's um, um, ejected off it when it's, when it's, when it's been shorn. And uh, what's the interest in it? Have you sold a few? Um, yes, we have. We've sold quite a few, and we've got a, a, a fairly long order list actually at the moment. We've had amazing interest, basically only through our website, and uh, we have exported several machines to New Zealand and uh, Europe, and you know they're, they're going all over Australia, Western Australia, in all states really. And how many can you? How many can shearers do? How many rams can be done in the uh, in the ram shear? 
Well, it depends entirely on the experience of the operator, really, and, and, the, and the type of shape they're doing. But I'm getting numbers of you know up close to 200 per day from some of some of our clients, and uh, that sounds fairly amazing. With it, you know, when you're talking about rams, it certainly is, and and safe, and uh, safe for the ram, of course, but also very much safe for the shearer, which is uh, is a big issue now, and shearing teams are starting to almost demand it. Yes, that's right. Yes, there's. The, the, um, Almost all areas have shown a lot of interest, all areas of sheep production in the country, and uh, uh, yeah, and they're getting dotted around the countryside. Now, as an engineer of, of, of great note, Bill, obviously air pressure is very important to the central part of your designs for, uh, for the mechanics, but what are you looking at now that might change the way that you engineer your products into the future? What have you got an eye on there? Well, we... We can we can sort of look into doing uh, computer controlled systems to, to, to actually uh, predetermine the movements of the sheep and things like that. But really, we're, we're we're trying to keep it as simple as possible so that you know if something breaks down halfway between Bracken Hill and Mildura, well they can fix it on the spot without you know, uh, getting any expert in to, to repair it. Uh, so we've kept the the actual pneumatic side of it fairly simple, mainly for that reason. Plus, it's compressed air is very forgiving uh, compared to hydraulics or electrics because uh, there is a certain limit to, to the force that, that it creates. So it's, it's a fairly safe uh, medium of uh, to use. Yes. So digital technology is is that something that excites you for your future designs, or is it something that is still a bit too far out? It's probably a bit too far out at the moment, I think. But it's like it's always in the back of our minds. It's sort of. Uh, incorporate that in, in our products but uh, we'll just have to see what, what happens down the track. Now it's a pretty competitive industry you're in uh, as your customers turning up here so we'll wrap up in a sec but you're, it's seriously competitive now with uh, with Clipex and ProWay and what have you What what is your point of difference? Well all our machines are probably um, more basic you might say we don't we don't use a lot of electronics we, we try to keep them as a user-friendly machine and easy to operate, simple and, um, and you know, labour-saving, I guess. Mm. How, what does the future hold for you in terms of uh, how do you feel about the future of the sheep industry in Australia? I mean, you speak to a lot of people. I, I think there's a very bright future as, as long as our markets are there. Because um, um, like, when you compare it with the grains and grains industry, I think sheep are really... Still the backbone of, it, of everything. Um, we can't have one without the other, I don't think. And um, you know, I think every every um, every farmer's grandfather said that you've got to have sheep. <laughs> they may well still ring true. And you're keeping a lot of young people in the industry because, uh, of course, young people are expecting things to be easier. Uh, it's hard to get them out of tractors in many instances. But are your machines helping to? Uh, bring younger people onto farms where the previous generation was very much into sheep and the younger generation says it's too hard dad. Well, I think I think it, that is a big big issue yes and um, I think our equipment is helping in that regard for sure and quite often it's the young people that make the decisions on, on, on when we make a sale. Alright Bill I better let you um, speaking of sales get rid of this one but um, thank you very much for Thanks your time and all the best for the future. Pleasure. Bill Byrne there of Peak Hill Industries. So just to reiterate some key points on Woolpole, the voter information memorandum, i.e. everything you need to know in regards to Woolpole, how to vote, 
the budgets of each of the five levy rates for your consideration, is being sent out to wool growers in the coming days. So keep an eye out for this in your mailboxes. The Woolpole panel members from across the country are Chair Stephen Bolt from WA and also from WA is Michael Wright. In South Australia, Diana Martin. New South Wales, we have Kate McBride, John Murdoch, Mark Waters and Joe Hall. Victoria, Daniel Rogers, AWI board member Don McDonald, and from the Department of Agriculture, Water and the Environment, Christopher Dobby. All their contact information is on www.woolpole.com.au. So if you'd like to contact any panel members further on Woolpole 2021, you can do so by finding their contact information online. Voting opens on the 13th of September and closes on November 5. So get your votes in via post, email, fax, or you can do it online. Thank you for joining us on The Yarn today, and we hope you have a conversation with your family and your wool-growing businesses about the topics from today, whether it be about Woolpole or sheep handlers. AWI are on Facebook. We're on Twitter at Wool Innovation and Instagram at Australian Wool. I'm Ellie Bigwood. Great to have your company and see you soon for another yarn.